Episode 5. This is a podcast hosted by myself, Eric Goslin, and of course, Michael Price. Hi, Mike. How are you? I'm great, man. I'm fucking raving over here. We raving. are raving straight to our fucking graves, man. That's right. And all the way back again. <laughs> so, of course, on this podcast, we uh, rate and talk about each individual movie in a series, a horror franchise. And then uh, at the end of that all, we will rate them all in our canonical order, never to be argued again. Uh, we actually chisel them into stone. Mm-hmm. Mike um, buries them in his backyard, does a very elaborate ceremony over them. Yeah. Yeah. And then we wait uh, 100 to 200 years for uh, somebody with undiagnosed schizophrenia to find them and start a religion based around <laughs> Uh, yep, it, that's our long con here at Killstreak. <laughs> and you can get in on the ground floor. Just send us lots of money. Um, that's right. And any stone tablets you have laying around. And I promise I will get you on a spaceship to heaven. <laughs> and I promise that we are going to cover Return of the Living Dead, Rave to the Grave, the final installment in the Return of the Living Dead series. What for a roller now. for now. <laughs> What a roller coaster it's been. Truly. Uh, I want to, before we even get into any of the real content here, I just want to issue an apology and a correction. Oh. This is Return of the Living Dead colon Rave to the Grave. That is spelled T O, not the number two, which yeah. I was mistaken about and also very disappointed <laughs> to realize. It's an incredible missed opportunity. It really is. Um, Mike, do you think there are going to be any other Return of the Living Dead films to look out for, even a remake? Um, in, in your expert in, opinion, in my expert opinion, mm-hmm. I'm gonna say yes. I think that uh, anytime you have a series like this, which has a cult following, mm-hmm. right, and you have at least one movie that's really good, um. It's almost like, I mean, to be honest, it feels like a challenge waiting out there for someone to tackle, you know? They're, uh, you know, I don't want to spoil everything we're going to talk about in our uh, wrap-up episode, but certainly I, I think you could make the argument that no one has made a uh, a truly worthy sequel to the original movie. Right, um, yeah, I would agree with that. And that's kind of like a, yeah, that's like a, a, a challenge sort of dangling out there for filmmakers and aspiring filmmakers alike and i I wonder uh it feels like it's sort of inevitable because just everything is a remake nowadays i know that's sort of like a a hack observation but it's pretty much true true. yeah um but i kind of think we're on the other side of the zombie craze and if somebody i'm glad it hasn't happened yet because Mm -hmm. if somebody were to tackle it now i would like them to give it the respect it deserves whereas if it were to happen like five years ago or 10 years ago Mm -hmm. i don't think it would have had uh the level of care 
that I think is required to do a proper sequel yeah. or remake of Return of the Living Dead. Yeah, I agree, and it's. I mean, it's interesting. I mean, I would, I would contend that. I don't know that we're necessarily like through the zombie craze, quote unquote. And the only reason I would say that is because I'm I'm hard pressed to remember a period of more than five years since the end of the 60s when we haven't had good popular zombie movies, you know? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like um, Walking Dead has replaced you know, those good quote unquote good zombie movies. Sure. We haven't, I, I haven't seen, I've been meaning to watch one cut of the dead. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't seen it yet. I'm, you know, I haven't either. Try to rectify that soon. Um, it's kind of crazy to me. I was thinking about this cause I'm a huge fan of Romero's first three movies, uh, zombie mm-hmm. movies. And when he started making land of the dead, I was so psyched. Uh, and when walking dead came out, I was so psyched. I'm like, this is it, man. Zombie movies. I love them. And finally they're getting, you know, the due they deserve. Sure. A- and <laughs> it's shocking to me that like 10 years later, I'd be like, oh, fuck walking dead. I, I, <laughs> I bailed on that show six years ago. Yeah. Also, I mean, obviously <laughs> George Romero can't make any more movies, but I didn't even see Fair. Survival of the Dead. You know, like no, I haven't either. Yeah, I imagine at some point in the future we will watch it. I hope so. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm thinking about zombie movies. I feel like the last good zombie movie I saw. I mean, in terms of like the most recently released, probably like Train to Busan. Yeah, that was good. I like that a lot. Um, and that's five years ago. Um, I, I liked the girl with the gifts. The girl with the I, gifts. I, I haven't seen called. that one. It's cool. No. It's in. It's different. Okay. Did you see Pontypool? Uh, no, it's been on my list forever. I didn't. Uh, I didn't even really know even what it was. It was just recommended to me. It's more interesting than it is good. I would. Say. Mm. I mean, it's good. It, that's that's a bad way of. It's more interesting than it is enjoyable. Okay. Uh, and it's basically like language spreads the zombie disease. Ooh, that is interesting. So it's cool, uh, but it yeah. sort of gets a little too up its own ass in a sure. in like in an arty way. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, it's good. It's worth checking out if you're not sure. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm seeing this the girl with all the gifts. That's right. What, yeah, That's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's cool. It was, it's it's not like mind blowing, but I liked it. Yeah, I'd like to check both of those out. Um. Anyways, uh, those are good zombie movies. <laughs> Let's talk <Yeah>. about <laughs> something else entirely. Sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we watched for this final uh, film in the series, Rave to the Grave. Um, give me your give me your just immediate reaction. I mean, I yeah, we're going to review the whole thing. But like, give, what's your what's your one sentence, your one word take on on this movie? Well, I'm going to do a little bit longer than one word, unfortunately. That's okay. Um, I had high hopes going into this one because I was pleasantly surprised by Necropolis in its level uh-huh. of, like, badness Yeah, uh, I found enjoyable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this movie fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> this, like, I hate – it's crazy to be in a position where I'm like, you guys shit on all – over – all over what Necropolis accomplished, <laughs> you know, like not even Return of the Living Dead, but you you 
disregarded everything that happened in Necropolis. It's truly insane. It is such a batshit approach to filmmaking as a whole. Uh, For anybody who doesn't know, this movie recycles about half of the cast from the first film. Yeah. Playing characters with the same names. Um, But they're completely different than they were in the last movie. Their characters are different now. They are in a different place. But they have similar relationships to each other. And most importantly, they have no recollection of the events of the first uh, of Necropolis, or maybe it just like it didn't happen. Yeah, These aren't part of the same universe. Uh, I really don't know. That it's was the most jarring thing was that they don't even reference all the crazy shit they had just gone through in the previous movie. Yeah, um, and I, in the book. Uh, the oral history of this series. Oh, I thought you were going to say the book it was based on. <laughs> in uh, the Rave to the Grave novel, yeah. which is actually pretty good. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you know, it's different. It just does some things you can do on the page. You can't really translate to the screen. Yeah, some um, some people called the book unfilmable, but... <laughs> yeah, it's just pages and pages of lyrics. Just inst, 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 inst. Um, but, uh, yeah, so the director, Ellery Elkayim, uh, acknowledges that this is a thing, provides no justification or explanation whatsoever. <laughs> his, like, comment, his, like, official comment on this is, like, yeah, I guess they don't remember the first the, the Necropolis. <laughs> what? That's his official statement. Yeah, I guess they, I guess they don't remember. Wow. Yeah. It's it's just like you are correct. They don't remember. They didn't even Moving have on. like some sort of men in black like brain eraser thing at the end. Like cuz the yeah. government at the end of Necropolis does round them up and save them. What right. if they just erase their memories and we saw mm-hmm. that happening? That would make sense. It would be too co- too convoluted for what this film sure. series is, but hey, that would make sense to what we're watching now and it would connect it. But yeah. Nope. I mean I would say an equally easy option would be to just change the names of these characters. Right. And then you're like, okay, well, they're cheap. They recycled the same cast, whatever. It's different people. Right. Like, but it's like, no, they gave them all the same names. And like the lead guy, Julian is still, uh, his uncle is still Peter Coyote. It's like, yeah, he's still uncle Charles. Uh, Are you talking about Julian, the man Garrison? (laughs) <laughs> yeah julian the man he's uh, the man okay, man. okay. um yeah so as far as talking about like pre-production there's not that much to talk about that we didn't cover in the last episode the one thing that i sort of like uh tried to you know bury the lead on because i did you know this was going to happen with the same cast um only because i had looked it up like i had looked yeah. up like who was mm-hmm. in the next movie and like oh it's the same cast okay yeah. but i assumed there would just be like you know a continuation yeah i didn't want to spoil it for any listeners who might be going through these movies one at a time with us but yeah it's uh, the production is the same production this was one movie shoot that they just filmed two movies during uh and According to uh, people familiar with the production, the reason why they did this with the cast members was because they didn't want to pay 
to cast more people and have to fly more actors to Romania. So they just wanted to save on plane tickets? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's correct. Holy shit. So they just used the same people. Holy um, shit. They used the same locations largely, um, apparently. I mean, a credit to the set design team. Uh, I didn't recognize any repeat locations right I, off the bat. I recognized one. Okay. In the first scene. Which is what? Uh, we'll get to it. No, um, where uh, Peter Coyote, at the end of Necropolis, you see him like covering some barrels in the back of his truck with a tarp. And right. he pulls out of this like parking lot. Mm-hmm. He's back in that parking lot in, in the beginning the of this movie. That's where the long drive leads him yeah, to. Yeah, that's where the long drive <laughs> leads him to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So... Uh, same director, same writers, ostensibly, although both the writers uh, pretty much say that these movies uh, are not remotely close to the script that they wrote. Same producers, mostly the same cast. We've got a couple new additions that I'll touch on as we get to them. I wonder but, if we were if we were able, through our various Hollywood insider connections, to get mm-hmm. our hands on the original scripts for this. I would love to read them. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I could certainly do a little digging, and who knows? Maybe one of us could reach out. Yeah. Um, yeah, we can do a. We can do. Do you want to do like a one year later? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Follow up episode. <laughs> um, See if we can get Elry Elkayam on the pod. Oh shit! Yeah, I'm sure he would love us. <laughs> we definitely were very kind to the to his last movie and to this one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, anything else you want to touch on before we jump into the movie, Eric? Well, you didn't give your one sentence or one word review before we jump in. <laughs> um, boy, oh boy. Well, how did I feel about this movie? I mean, I don't know how to can encapsulate this in just a word or, or two, mm-hmm. but um, I think I actually had a little bit more fun with this one. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, this is going to be the first time that we diverge, I think, covering this series, at huh. least. Uh, yeah. 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 Could- I mean, we'll get into it, but I think that... Uh, I mean, other than a few <laughs> gratuitous things... Uh-huh. I definitely enjoyed the last movie more. Yeah, I mean, this movie had way more boobs, which, you know. Yeah. It's got to count for something. It does count for something. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's get into it. <laughs> let's yeah. talk about this fucking thing. Yeah. Hot take. Hot take from over here. Maybe this movie was okay. No, it's not okay. <laughs> no, I take that back. This movie is terrible. All right, you guys, we are going to take a really quick break, and then we will jump into recapping this flick. Here we go, motherfuckers. Uh, From the jump, the title text is terrible. It's like over a moon. It looks like iMovie. Yeah, I was going to say, these are fonts you can get in iMovie, right? I think it's just like, it's like Arial. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's just like Arial font with like a green outline. Mm -hmm. It's so dumb. It animates strangely. Uh, Over credits, we have Uncle Charles, Peter Coyote coming back to blow us away. Driving his pickup truck with the trioxin barrels in the back, picking up right where the last movie go, uh, takes off. And this sequence goes on for 
forever. Yeah. It's like it, two or three minutes, I think. It feels that way, yeah. And he can't it's... keep this fucking truck in a lane. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, I just like it was driving me nuts. It's just like every five seconds that wheel goes over the middle middle of divider line. <laughs> oh man. So we uh cut to the parking lot where he had left from. <laughs> <laughs> he was just taking a little spin around. Uh-huh. He's waiting for someone. Uh, it's a sh- another shady deals going down, and he's selling the last of the canisters to some Eastern European dudes in suits. Uh, and they are—they're not going to give him the money until he proves that the canisters are the real thing. Yeah. And he says, "Well, that's impossible. You'll have to take my word for it." Uh, no, friend, you'll have to take his word for it. These doors open. You expect some badass dude, but no, it's just some guy who looks like this like deadbeat dad who's also yeah. a pedophile. He's like a little short. He's got like shitty like long hair, but he's bald on top. It's, yeah, yeah. Uh, cut to them wheeling the canisters into a morgue, and they're gonna test the trioxin on the body of a dead young woman who's dead because she accidentally drove her car into her <laughs> swimming pool. That feels like, I mean. Not to speak ill of the dead, but that feels like an eminently survivable accident. Yeah, he <laughs> seems like you could get out of there pretty easily. Yeah. Although, according to uh, Rush Limbaugh, three hundred thousand people die every year in swimming pools. That's right. So maybe we're blowing this whole coronavirus yeah. thing out of the out of proportion. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> uh, so ponytail dude, whose name is Aldo. Well, boys, let's see if we can get any life back into the any motions that are for her tits. And we're off to a great start, man. We're off to the races here. Yeah. Um, it's a very woke film. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thought this was actually smart. One of the guys pulls a gun. Like, so he's not mm-hmm. waiting for this thing to come back. He pulls a right. gun on it. Uh, as Uncle Charles gives the corpse gas, but nothing happens, and the goons are getting yeah. mad. And this is the only time in this entire scene that anybody's going to take anything resembling proper precautions when they're trying to animate a bunch of zombies. Right. And also, one of the many times that a zombie won't be reanimated until the plot requires it to do so. <laughs> yeah, it's a very variable uh, window <laughs> of time. It's quite convenient. Uh, so they try it on another corpse, and he starts moving almost immediately. But it's it, it's too late because one of the goons is already hooking up this fat guy in the back. Uh, so the girl then comes back to life, bites a goon's head. Body count is one now. Uh, they shoot her. Of course that doesn't work. They shout to go for its head, and yes, that works now. So now hmm. we're back to shooting zombies in the head. Yep, yep. Uh, the old man they reanimated comes back. And they drill him in the head. Then the fat guy they reanimated comes up and crushes the like used carsman salesman guy. <laughs> just crushes his head. Yeah, his, that was, the, and this is not a bad effect. It really kind of yeah. His eyes pop out, and there's blood everywhere. It's pretty gross. Looks pretty good. cool. Yeah, body counts up to two. Then he fucking bites Peter Coyote mm-hmm. and tears his throat out. Yep, a shocking twist. Mm-hmm. Turns he's out only in the. Yeah, we're just getting a cameo. <laughs> yeah. Body count's up to three. And then they say, bye-bye, fat boy. And they shoot him. And the dudes have real Pulp Fiction vibes. It's like real Jules and yeah. uh, 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 what's his name? Vic? What's his name? Uh, Travolta. Tra- Tra- Jules and I want to say Vern. I don't think it's Vern. <laughs> no, I wanted to say Vern, too. But maybe uh, no, no, no. Oh, God, this is going to drive me crazy. All right. We'll come up <laughs> with it later. 
Who cares? Yeah. Then we cut to some cheerleaders. Wait, baby. hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, also, sure. Also, these guys, they, they like have this big climactic, like they shoot this zombie, and then they leave. They just yeah, we walk see them out. walking away. <laughs> they don't take the canister that they came to buy. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, they nothing. Huh. They just walk away. <laughs> That didn't even register with me. You're right, though. Yeah. <laughs> They're there to buy that canister. Mm-hmm. They just, eh, all right, we're done here. Yeah. we Everyone's dead. We accomplished what we came for. Uh, we get some cheerleaders, some real gratuitous shots of cheerleaders. They're singing a cheer that includes lines like about people getting stiff like rigor mortis and also being high on crack. Like It's... it's re- uh, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, it's, first of all, I don't think you could really do this cheer at a real college. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think that the content would fly. Um, yeah, and also, I don't think it's particularly effective for getting a crowd amped up for a sporting event. Yeah, I um, mean, it, it offended me personally. Mm-hmm. Get that shit off my screen, I said. That's right. I shouted. Uh, we got the soccer team doing sit-ups, and here we go. We got Julian. He's back. The official hero of the Return of the Living Dead series because he's the only character other than Tarman who's been in multiple films. That's Him like, and his little bu- uh, cadre of goofballs, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. They are the official heroes okay. of Return of the Living Dead. I, I, I guess you're right. I guess I can't really argue with that. <laughs> he's with his new buddy, Ar- Artie. <laughs> Great name. How many young people do you know named Artie? <laughs> Uh, Becky is back with no glasses this time, and she's with Julie, Julian's girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Becky asks, what are you doing for Halloween this Saturday? Oh, my brother's having one of his raves. What are you and Artie going to do? The nasty. Ooh, Becky. Naughty little minx, you. She's a freak. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) This I thought was really good. (laughs) The coach gets handed a message, which he looks at, like a fucking drill sergeant or something. Yeah. Then he goes over to Julian's like, I have some bad news. Do you guys want to guess what kind of accent the coach has? <laughs> oh, is it Southern? <laughs> no, it's Romanian. <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah, so it turns out uh, what that Julian's... His uncle's been... Ki- Julian's uncle's been killed. Yeah. And he's crushed. He was the villain in the last movie. <laughs> right. He turned his parents into zombies yeah um, it is crushed yeah especially like if you don't know that these characters are all gonna have no recollection of the f- it's like early enough that that isn't established yet yeah so then it would just make this movie this moment i think i feel like really confusing like i had it spoiled by the book but like oh see i didn't so yeah. i was like what the fuck why is he so sad right uh, Julian is packing up his belongings in an attic. Uh, he sees scratches on the ground, which is stone in an attic. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he investigates. They lead to a secret room. Yeah. He starts peering inside. And Julian, it's his girlfriend, Jenny. She scares the shit out of him. And they look inside. And he says, I've lived in this house for 18 years. And I never once heard them talk about this. But my uncle spent a lot of time in here. And what's in there? Oh, shit. Two containers of trioxin. Mm-hmm. There used to be a third because we see the outline on the floor. Yeah. Um, so they're confused by it. They decide, let's go find Cody. If that science nerd can't figure out what these are, no one can. 
so Cody, of course, we remember as the hacker from the first movie. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. This is Tia's w- husband. In case anybody forgot, Corey. Harper. Right, right. Yeah. So they go to this party, right? Oh, not not yet. No. Uh, we cut to Aldo and Gino driving around the neighborhood, and oh. they say uh, searching for canisters is like searching for needle and flapjack. It's a haystack. So that's setting up this runner that they have of that they're just going to keep getting idioms wrong. Yeah. These guys are just gangbusters comic relief. It's it's yeah. exactly what the movie needs. Why aren't they talking to each other in their native language? <laughs> they're together. They're just driving around. They can talk in Romanian. Uh, this is Wouldn't a, phase me. This is America, Eric. They are in America. <laughs> Uh, so they say last year, Mikhail and Sergi found some of these containers and they were given crystal and a trip to Euro Disney. <laughs> oh, man. It's, it, it just like, like, it, oh, are they okay? So I guess what the filmmakers would like to have us believe is that even though we know that this is actually being shot in Romania, that it's the, it's the United States, right? Which, okay, fine. Which I will has s- two Disneylands. Yeah, I'm going to suspend, <laughs> suspend my disbelief. <laughs> so then it's like, are these guys who are not even remotely trying to hide their Europeanness? They're talking about Euro Disney. They yeah. have heavy, heavy accents. <laughs> um, then am I supposed, like, are they supposed to be agents from europe are they russian are they eastern european and if so why doesn't the movie take two fucking seconds to just i don't be know like we're kg they're kgb okay great well, now later on later on they do say they're from interpol mm-hmm. which and i don't know if i believe them or not because it's like they, they might, like be they might be lying yeah yeah but what are they comic relief uh, man that's, that's as so hard, hard as anybody thought about this god forbid the day when these canisters fall into the hands of deviant minds Cut to Cody taking a crazy shot out of a chemistry set. Yeah. A dude in an accent so thick I couldn't really hear what he was saying. I rewound it three times, yell something. I think it's basically like, party time! But, like, I have no idea what the fuck he's yeah. saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, two girls take their tops off. That's yeah, it's really awkward. <laughs> it's like... Yeah. Yeah, it's just like two girls are dancing in a two shot and then one of them takes their top off and then it cuts away and then the other one's top is off. And it's just like, okay. I mean, and listen, I'm the one who said in episode one that I like love how uh, they present trash as nudity as just being like so matter of fact. But for some reason, the way they do it here, it just like I can just feel the the creepiness on the set yeah it feels like a girls gone wild video it does where, have you ever watched one of those and actually like watched one of those um i think i saw one in college once yeah we ordered one as a joke once and uh they were so depressing because <laughs> it's just like okay no no do it for 20 seconds no 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 oh, okay no no 10 more come on no just do it again please do it again please and they're like it's so fucking creepy and we, we shut it off really quick yeah i think that is the dialogue that we didn't hear but was taking place on this yeah set. exactly yeah. uh we meet jeremy aka dj jimmy J. that's jenny's brother keeping the wax spinning and giving a shout out to the ladies of delta kappa for keeping those high beams on yeah get some more tits yeah more boobs now i can't prove this this information is not readily available but i am 
under the impression that Jeremy's dialogue for the entire movie is dubbed. It seems like it. It doesn't seem like it's coming from him. He's definitely Romanian. Okay. Um, so that would be one strike against him. Um, also, the words that he's saying don't really match up with the movements of his mouth. <laughs> uh, and yeah, that's so that's my theory. That, that is my insider theory that, uh, that yes, Kane Manoli, <laughs> born during the communist regime in Romania. Um, <laughs> yeah, Kane Manoli, I like that name. Yeah, has been dubbed. Uh, please continue. Uh, so next Saturday is Halloween, the mother of all raves. Another girl gets on a diving board and takes her top <laughs> off. There is just boobs everywhere. Yeah. Now I hate to. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm really gonna slow us down at the beginning here. But again, no, it's fine. This girl. Uh, she, I took so many goddamn notes on this movie. <laughs> <laughs> this girl gets on a diving board. She takes her top off, leaves on her skirt, presumably underwear. It jumps in the water. And my thoughts, uh, I don't mean to sound like a, like, like a stick in the mud, uh, but I'm just like, if you're going to jump in the pool and you're that cool with nudity, like, why don't you take your skirt off? Your skirt's going to be soaking wet now. It's yeah. like, it's going to be hard to swim in that skirt. Yeah. Just get naked and jump in the pool. And I'm not even saying that because I wanted to see her naked. I just think it doesn't make a lot of sense. Like a lot of things in this movie, they don't really make much sense. However, I guess we saw like five pairs of boobs in the last 90 seconds. So that's not the worst thing ever, but it also <laughs> makes me feel gross because they're all, you know, Eastern European, uh, like I, co-eds. Yeah. They're getting paid. I don't know, $15 to flash. their right. boobs. Uh, it makes me feel uneasy. Unfortunately, I just can't enjoy it the way I could enjoy Linnea Quigley's nudity in part one. Um, yeah, there's no um, – it doesn't feel like they have the power in the scene, whereas li- Trash does. Yeah. Also, question, did we meet the 45-year-old stoner yet? Not yet. We're getting there. Okay, cool. Uh, keep it up for my sister Jenny and her friendly boy toy Julian, the man, Garrison. <laughs> <laughs> then we meet a couple, the couple of stoners. Yeah. Like these 45-year-old stoners. Yeah, uh, but they're at a college party. Yeah. Which is cool. I mean, we, I, I hope they actually are 45 and just, like, hang out at college parties as opposed to I'm supposed to believe that they're 20. In college. Yeah. Uh, we meet Skeet, who, in if this was an American movie, would be played by Joel David Moore from The Hottie and the Naughty. You know who I'm talking about? He's, like, the skinny guy with the big nose. Wait, he looks exactly like him. Uh, I have no fucking clue who you're talking about all right i'm gonna look this person up right now look up look him up uh so skeet's a drug dealer and then finally guy yeah 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 Yeah. uh i know that guy (laughs) he's an avatar Uh, oh is he yeah i guess yeah uh, he's like the main dude the nerd scientist guy oh yeah 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 uh finally they get to cody and they've got there's something i gotta show you so they show Cody the canister, and he says, maybe it's a big metallic pinata. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool. Also, just in case you guys weren't sure, Cody's a scientist, and the way we know is because he's wearing a lab coat at a fucking house party. <laughs> at a party, yeah, he's always wearing a lab coat. <laughs> uh, so they let's take it back to the chem lab and figure out what it is. And he's like, okay, well, the party's 
you know, after the party, I'll do it tomorrow. And they're like, kind of pressure him to do it now. <laughs> I was on his side here. I was like, this is bullshit. Like, yeah, this could I wait like, until the morning. I'm drunk. I'm not going there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they show uh, uh, Aldo and Gino are, are still on the hunt. They get to Uncle Charles' house. Once we go home, heroes, there's nothing more than pussy, discotheque, caviar, and a swimming pool with big slide. <laughs> Great. I kind of love these dudes. Oh, God. Uh, back at the lab, Cody comes out where, where Julian and, and Jenny are waiting outside of the lab. He comes out. And he says, you got to see this. So then the goons are still poking around in, the, in Uncle Charles' attic or basement and find the canister. We hit the jackpot. I can taste the champagne already. Um, then they notice that another canister is missing. Uh, and the president won't be happy until we recover all the missing units. Okay, so they're still hunting for these canisters. Back at the lab, Jeremy's suddenly there. And also Cody's girlfriend, Shelby, who I didn't know her name until like three, three quarters yeah. of the way. Yeah, he starts movie. shouting her name at one point. I'm like, I guess that girl's name is Shelby. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Cody says a bunch of science mumbo jumbo and basically comes to the conclusion that it's something very similar to ecstasy. Yeah. He also like paraphrases multiple times very poorly like Occam's razor, but his like (laughs) his, his like the way he put it, he's like, they say the obvious answer is usually the answer. Again, again, like it was translated from another language. Right. Yeah. Clearly, someone wrote that in Romanian, and then an onset translator is like, "Okay, we'll make that into English." <laughs> um, so then Jeremy immediately dump, jumps in and takes a dip, like without even like consulting with the crew. I don't think. No, no. Just dips his finger in there. He says, "Can somebody put some music on?" And they they wait for it to kick in, and they do. They put on fucking music for him. Yeah. And he sits in a chair, and they all stare at him. <laughs> Uh, and then when the shit hits, it hit, it hits hard. His eyes start to roll. His teeth chatter and his head shakes from side to side. Um, and then it's just over. And he says, I was tripping my brains out. It takes you to the height of ecstasy and then to the brink of death. Yeah. He rules a lot. It's gross. Yeah. It's gross. Julian wants to call the police to get rid of it, but Jeremy wants to do more. And, uh, so Cody convinces Julian that he's going to help him. Bring it back tomorrow. Everything's going to be fine. We'll get rid of it. But he's real suspicious while he's doing yeah, it. Yeah, doesn't sell. Then it, Cody has clearly fallen in with the wrong cl- crowd since the last movie, which is sad. He had a lot of potential, <laughs> I thought. Yeah. Well, you know, hacking is a gateway to other. Yeah. <laughs> he got really into 4chan, and then he was <laughs> trading. He was buying ecstasy on yeah. the Silk Road. Yeah, he's a real red pill guy these days. <laughs> So then uh, once Julian and Jenny leave, jackpot, they get to dosing it all out and sell it to Skeet. We do see it's like this montage and we see this Skeet opening his trench coat where he has all of his pill bottles and they're clearly jelly beans. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah. And I, I mean, again, the movie doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, the just the I want to say that, like the business plan that he has set up, it seems like he has way too wide a variety mm. of drugs. It's like, right. It's like he has a little bit of 50 different things in his jacket. And I'm just like, man, 
you know, you just got to figure out what the market demands and just like stack up on that, you know? Right. Like Jack of all trades, master of none. Absolutely. So Skeet starts dealing it around school and it was around this point when I realized it wasn't, it wasn't high school anymore. It was college. (laughs) Uh, Jenny and Julian are walking around campus. His uncle's funerals tomorrow. He's sad about it. Uh, and they see a dude on a bench drooling, totally whacked out. So they they know mm-hmm. someone's been dealing this shit. Mm-hmm. Skeet deals with some frat boys, and they're calling it Z because when you're tripping out, you stand j- there just like a zombie. Um, <laughs> I thought this is kind of a funny line because they're skeptical. Yeah, like hey, listen, if you can't trust your drug dealer, who can you trust? <laughs> and that convinces them. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, he warns them to take one at a time, and one dude just takes a whole handful. Yeah, yeah. This was uh, this is a bad decision, I think. Yeah. At the lab, they find uh, the canister hooked up to tubes, Julian and Jenny do, and they see that Cody has been filling pills. Uh, he confronts Cody about it, says they're going to take it back. Um. Back at the frat house, no one's feeling anything yet. And then one starts farting. <laughs> real <laughs> bad. But real like, bad. Yeah, but he, like, curls up. He, like, goes into, like, like fart assistance position. He, like, grabs <laughs> his knees, you know. Like, uh, another starts puking. It's really you know? gross. The puke actually looks, like, dusty. It's weird, right? It's really weird consistency. Yeah. Foamy, then, like, but, like, like, chemical foam. Yeah. Yeah, this then, whole this whole scene left me somewhat unsettled. Cause you've been there. Yeah, just, man. <laughs> like, just nothing's farting my not ass ki- off in a not, frat house. It's not kicking in, man. I got to take more. Oh no, I did too much. I'm farting. It's <laughs> so farting. And then brains. They're zombies, baby. Mm-hmm. Back at the lab, they're wrapping it up, gathering all the pills. Cody's a real scumbag in this one. Uh, it, <laughs> Julian says. I can't. Uh, all I want to do was all I wanted to do was figure out what this is so I can go to the press, <laughs> which is I thought was very noble of him. Yeah. And then so Jenny then he's like, well maybe we can take it to the genetics lab and run some more tests. <laughs> so right. she's a geneticist. Apparently. I don't remember this being this unnecessarily confusing, but now it's all yeah. I'm like I watched this movie last night and I'm confused right now. <laughs> Yeah, maybe it's my me explaining it, but it, it's it just kind of bounces back and forth in the way that all great horror movies do, where they just have a lot of business that they get through from go to going to one location to another yeah, that doesn't accomplish anything or move the plot forward. No, uh, Becky's walking around. John and Tyler, the two frat boy zombies, come after her, scratch her back. She calls him a skank and gets in her boyfriend's car, Artie. That's Artie, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's Artie. He's kind of a nerd. Yeah, he is kind of a nerd. Uh, she's like, oh, I think they're hammered again. The third dude starts tripping out because uh, they're ch- – okay, I guess I, I missed this. The two zombies are chasing the third guy. Yeah, yeah. He starts tripping, and the zombies catch him mm-hmm. uh, and – says we're frat brothers we're supposed to share everything especially when it comes to internal organs Uh, yeah that's a bad line yeah um so then skeet deals out we cut to skeet dealing out more money to cody jeremy and cody's girlfriend shelby 
Cut to a totally sweet band jamming. <laughs> <laughs> the guitar player is riffing real hard. Yeah. He is plugged into absolutely nothing. <laughs> I didn't notice that. <laughs> yeah. And I can't confirm this, but I think this might be a director cameo. I think the guitar player might be L.R.E.L. Kyle. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Okay. Well, hey. Don't quote me eyed viewers, no. look for it. The third frat guy runs in, and <laughs> the guitar player's like, hey, man, you want to jam with us? <laughs> uh, then the zombies come in and bite the guitar player's head. Body counts up to four. The drummer stabs drumsticks into one of the eyes. That looks pretty cool. Yeah, that was a good effect. And then the third frat guy slices another uh, slices a zombie's head off with a guitar, mm-hmm. which I thought was crazy. Body yeah. counts up to six, I guess. Um, you'll there'll be a theme coming up where I just give up on counting the bodies. <laughs> a lot of people die. A lot of people die very rapidly. Yeah. In uh in the genetics lab jenny's looking at a microscope uh there's some nerd there i can't remember his name uh jenny puts the trioxin into the labs wa- into the lab rat's water but he's like not mr stinky that rat has a brilliant mind which marks the first time out of uh, maybe 500 that mr stinky's name is evoked <laughs> this guy loves shout out he mr. loves stinky. mr stinky well we learn he's an animal rights activist he's a yeah. vegetarian mm-hmm. uh once well, his back is turned she fucking puts the shit in mr stinky's water anyway like yeah. a real dick she's an asshole but yeah he was the one who tried he tried to serve somebody a tofu kielbasa at the house yeah party. i guess was, oh that was him okay that's I think Becky. So, yeah so we're yeah. supposed to think this guy's like a real crunchy bleeding hard vegan fuck what a puss. Uh, <laughs> Becky's in the car with her boyfriend. She's moaning, and she's turning into a zombie. Yeah. Um, and he smells her and says, damn, girl, didn't you have time to hit the shower? <laughs> pretty, sure, guess, pretty sure he's got a Romanian accent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's a zombie, uh, which I guess technically she turns. So is that the body count up to seven? I don't know. Uh, she yells brains and then starts to give him head. <laughs> Yeah, this is very confusing. Um, yeah, she goes down on him for maybe 10 seconds before she then, uh, it is implied, but, you know. That she bites his dank off. <laughs> it's uh, dank. He, b- before, before he says, geez, girl, slow down. Oh, yeah. Usually I don't get that unless I take you to Olive Garden. <laughs> this is kind of funny. I, I, yeah, chuckled. Funny. I chuckled at that. <laughs> Uh, so the, she bites his dick off. Body counts up to eight, I guess. He dies off camera. Uh, so the authorities are cleaning up the massacre in the band room. Mm-hmm. Aldo and Gino arrive, and uh, they open up a bag, and one of the zombies' heads is, is in there, and it says, Brains. Um, and this is the, – are they going back to the old mythology now? Like, yeah, they are. Kill them? Cause it's, it's so confusing. It is, because uh, yeah, the head, the severed head is alive, yeah, uh, and it's also asking for brains. Um, they're saying they're Interpol. I don't know if they believe them. They knock on Julian's dorm room. Uh, they'd like to ask him some questions. Have you been at your uncle's house lately? They're looking for the missing canister, obviously, but they can't say it. Um, well, if you think of anything, give us a call. Um, and then as they're leaving, they he's like the. He knows exactly what we're looking for, and we're going to follow his every move. But first, we're going to get Krispy Kreme. Okay. Great. Great writing. (laughs) 
Julian's freaked out. He shows Jenny the card they gave him. Uh, he knows they're looking for the canister. Jeremy knocks on the door and asks Julian if he could come help set up the rave. Hell yeah. We're going to rave to the grave, Jeremy yep. says. We get the titular line. Brilliantly delivered. Dubbed over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Brilliantly re- delivered by someone in Burbank in a recording studio who had no involvement in the yeah. shooting of this film. I wrote that Jeremy looks like a fucking Kroll show character. <laughs> um, yeah, let's talk about that for two seconds. Yeah. It, this is something I think that was also apparent in Necropolis, but it really got hammered home for me that like, am I crazy for thinking that even though this is 2005 and it's 15 years ago, it's like everything feels more dated than that. Like, Oh, see, I actually thought that this movie – it felt like even though they were shot back to back, Necropolis was filmed in like '99, and this one was like was 2005 because Necropolis was so new metal heavy. <laughs> right, but I see. To, for me, I get the same feeling from this one, and maybe I was just more plugged into the rave crowd than you were. <laughs> I know you were more yeah, of a new I metal mean, guy. If um, you were at all plugged into the rave crowd, then yes, you were more plugged in than me. <laughs> It's just like this guy is dressed like a raver from 1998 and everyone in this movie and everything in this movie, it looks like seven years earlier. Okay. Yeah. Hey, I'll take your word for it, man. I wasn't there in the front lines with a pacifier in my mouth. No, that's different. That, that's what I'm saying though. You're talking about that's like nineties <laughs> raver shit. Are we talking candy flippers here? <laughs> I can I can throw out pass a mean energy ball. Oh no! Yeah. Oh no! I'm doing it right now. You guys at home <laughs> Gross. can't see it. Put that oh, away. Around the neck. Ah, whoop. So okay. uh, they go to the site of the rave. Gino and Aldo are following them. Cody meets up, meets up there, and Jeremy starts coughing, and he says, "No bugger germ will cause me to fail. After after the show, I'll still get some tail." <sighs> Yeah, he's a poet. Um, he's a poet. Did we uh, – we don't need to go back, but have we heard um, my favorite song yet? I think we have. We might have. I didn't write it in the notes, but, Mike, you you were very excited about this song. Yeah. No, this is actually – because now – no, they're about to set up. It's the montage. Is it the montage up. song? It's, it's right here, yeah. I thought it was uh, the selling drugs song. I thought it was the skeet going around selling drugs. Montage. Oh, maybe it is. Yeah, okay. Who knows? You go ahead, buddy. Okay. Well, whether it's in this scene that you're about to see or a scene that we had earlier, I had to go look this up. This is a song by a band called SPF 1000 uh, <laughs> from their 2003 album, Witch Hunt. It's called Pass Out, and the lyrics... They go a little something like this. <laughs> hey there, baby. You're number one. I hope you're all done having fun. I'll sit back here and wait and see because the best things in life are free. Hey there, baby. I'm feeling low. You're a little bit of something to make me go. You're almost exactly what I need. Someone who's built for me. I like the girls like I like my drugs. Everywhere and ready to pass out. I like the girls like I like my drugs in little packages in small amounts. Oh, my God. (laughs) There's a lot more, but I'm just going to stop there. Um, But, like, also, 
the way it is the sleaziest sounding song like this the the vocals are uh hold on let me (laughs) it's like this kind of nasally like this is definitely more like new metal than it is like any kind of electronica it's like i like my girls like i like my drugs it's all anyways i hope you guys enjoyed that i think that was a lot of fun for people to listen to um I'm going to skip over this montage because it's they're just spray painting and carving jack-o'-lanterns. Um, back at the genetics lab, Jenny checks out the canister. Still quite, uh, still can't quite see what's inside the glass. She keeps looking in the top where we know a tar man, typically in these movies, we would be able to see mm-hmm. a tar man, but they just can't see in there. Um, the nerd scares her from behind. He came in to feed Mr. Stinky, but what's that noise? Mr. Stinky's just going ham on his wheel. Mm-hmm. And he says, and he accuses her, did you put that crap in her water, in his water? And uh, then Mr. Stinky turns and bites him. Yeah. To hoist on his own petard. <laughs> uh, yeah, he should have eaten Mr. Stinky when he had the chance. Back at the, uh, the rave site, Cody is being a total fucking scumbag. He's talking about how he wants to hook up with girls. And Julian's like, what about Shelby? This is where you learn her name. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I'm equal opportunity, baby. It's oh, like, boy. Oh, boy. Jeremy's coughing. They see Skeet. He's convulsing. Uh, he hallucinates a nude devil woman. And my note is, what? A, what, what is this movie? <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird and confusing and just apropos of nothing. Uh, so the devil woman turns into Becky the zombie. And then uh, people are like, "Oh, look! They're Becky and Artie are already in costume." Mm-hmm. They come at they come at them. The rave boys tie them up. Aldo and Gino are watching through binoculars, and they say, it "Looks like they have things under control." Let's sit back and see how this unfolds. They're like really, <laughs> and and they like really want to make a point of letting us know that they're listening to loud opera music. For some yes, reason. yeah. <laughs> Uh, then the stoners from the party show up. They convince them to take Becky and Artie away in their station wagon. And Aldo and Gino tell them. A lot of fucking business there. Yeah, and it's like really belabored and it makes no sense. And it's just like somebody was like, okay, we got to do a scene with these stoners driving these zombies around. How are we going to yeah. get from A to C? Yeah. And they never bothered to like write anything logical. They're just like, okay, we're going to convince them to take them to the hospital because we're not going to do it because we got to set up for this rave. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> so movie. I was wrong. This movie isn't fun. This movie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so Jenny and the nerd, whose name is Brad, we finally learn eventually uh, are watching Mr. Stinky. Jenny has to go to her study group and leaves him there alone. Uh, and then, so Brad starts fucking around with the keypad on the canister and notices his wound is pulsing he squeezes it. Some yellow pus comes out. Then he leaves. Uh, and somehow he had activated the keypad because it turns green. The barrel pops. And we got a fucking tar man. Yeah. First time since part three, we got another tar man. I think he looks pretty good, actually. Yeah, he doesn't look bad. He looks worse as he moves around more later. But his like initial appearance, especially from the waist up, is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Becky and Artie are in the back of the stoner's car. Aldo and Gino are doing a terrible job tailing them because they're just right behind them. <laughs> blasting um, opera. Music. Blasting opera. 
the stoners are like, what's with the non-party dude? Uh, the zombies break free and bite them. They pull over. Aldo and Gino come to the rescue and shoot a fucking bazooka at the car. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Yeah, Aldo and Gino are wildly unhelpful to anyone. In yeah. This, like, they just... I feel like the entire movie, they just show up after people are already getting bitten by zombies and kill everyone. Yeah. Like, their containment methods are sloppy. So that bazooka blast gets the body count up to 10 one of them i I don't know which one says bullshit the other one corrects no bullseye yeah they suck at idioms we got three hippies in a dorm room they're praying in the name of the goddess isis she said she says a prayer to the animals who have died for fast food i think their names are zartan and rainbow Um, Brad comes in. He's a zombie. They all scream as we cut away. The body count, I guess, is up to 13, but it's off screen. Jenny comes back to the genetics lab, sees the empty canister and some footprints. She calls Julian, tells him to get over there ASAP. Then she hears something. The rats have gotten out. And the blow to the scene is her saying, Mr. Stinky. Um, (laughs) Brad and the other zombies... Uh, are they come out of the dorm room? They start attacking people on this quad. They bite a dude's head, brings a body count up to fourteen. Once again, like the last movie, this bite to the head is deadly. It's powerful. Uh-huh. It's it looks exactly the same every time. <laughs> they moved the position a little bit. They made it a little higher on the head for this movie. But oh all, yeah, it wasn't as low. They're all getting as... bitten in the same fucking place. <laughs> One time. Uh, Jenny's running through the lab. Cody and Julia meet up with her. Something's wrong with Mr. Stinky. The rats got out. They help find Mr. Stinky, and he's trying to eat this plastic brain. Um, Julian follows Mr. Stinky into the hallway. So much business. I say this a lot, but there's just so much. Like so much is centering around Mr. Stinky. Like you could say that Mr. Stinky is one of the main characters in this movie. Good God! I just reliving this, I'm I'm just like, uh, can we skip to the end of this stupid fucking movie? I know we're getting pretty close. Yeah, thank I guess. God. But you, but this is like I mean to be to be clear though like at this point during the movie I was like okay this is building to like a climax now, um, and then it's like but there's like this there's like three false outbreaks kind of in this or like two yeah yeah and and this is another one of them. Um, I'm gonna but, skip over some of this shit because there's zombies are chasing there's some carnage zombies are chasing people around around the campus yeah there's, there's like a zombie the pizza man stuff, right. Yeah, we haven't even gotten to that yet. Okay, keep going. Uh-huh. Do your thing. Oh, that's pretty. That's pretty good. All right, so the zombies are chasing this rando dude. He runs onto the cheer the field, and we see the che- <laughs> the zombies see the cheerleader's ass, and yeah. they just start eating cheerleader ass. Right, because they <laughs> crave brains. It makes yeah. sense. Um. Yeah. It, one, it, yeah. You mentioned the pizza guy. They like fucking one of. There's a zombie pizza guy for no apparent reason because it's a college movie. Yeah. And like uh, Cody's like, you're all. You guys are always late. And then he yeah. kills him. And it's like, <laughs> what the fuck? 
Aldo and Gino arrive, and they say the good guys are here, and they shoot four of the zombies and accidentally kill one of the cheerleaders. Right. <laughs> I thought that was really good. <laughs> yeah, he just shoots a fucking cheerleader in the chest, and he's like, whoops. Mm. <laughs> so Julian and Cody are fight, or I don't know, Julian's fighting zombies in the hallway. Um, Tarman's there. Aldo and Gino appear and shoot him with so many bullets. Mm. Like they're they have like Glocks or something. I don't know what kind of gun. Don't correct me on it. It's but they like, shoot like fucking 30 bullets out of each. Well, they're like rapid firing like semi-automatic pistols and then all of a sudden one of the pistols becomes an automatic pistol. Yes. Yeah. And like fires like 40 like 30 rounds and it's just like the uh, this movie. Um Tarman gets away while they're like quipping to each other. Uh, oh, so they're like five minutes. No. They're like close. No, <laughs> well, I d- I have a note here. It's sure, like, yeah. Tarman gets away, and then like Gino and Aldo are like cleaning shit up, and they're wearing like rubber gloves to like handle the canister, and then they take their gloves off and throw them inside the canister, and then close the canister and continue to handle <laughs> it. And it's just the, I mean, in a movie full of confusing shit that doesn't make any sense, it's just like I was sitting there going like, who, why, what, who, who gave that direction? Like, take your gloves off, throw them in the canister. I don't know, man. I'm sorry, this I get stuck e- on these little things. This movie is uh, exhausting me. It is. Um, so the most important thing is that it's now all over, right, Cody? <laughs> oh shit! They forgot about all those drugs they sold, and Skeet <laughs> took off with five hundred hits of Z. <gasps> Boy! Now this is my, in my humble opinion, the worst part of the movie because we cut to people arriving at the rave. Mm-hmm. We see Tarman with a sign that says "Rave or Bust." Yeah, he's hitchhiking. Tarman is standing on the side of a highway. Trying to get a ride to the rave. Fuck, dude. And it's like, isn't rave is wor- is written the R is written backwards or something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like corn. <laughs> Ra- the rave's popping. Zombies in the D- I'm sorry. Jeremy's in the DJ booth. He starts coughing more. Damn, maybe it's worse than a cold. Ooh, chilling at this time. Um. <laughs> A dude in an afro goes looking to score some more Z. He goes into the DJ booth. Jeremy, you look awful. You know where I can score some Z? Uh, Our heroes are walking to their car. Cody determines that if you take Z, you turn into a zombie. The thing we've known (laughs) most of this movie. Fine, yes. If you take Z, you turn into a zombie. Back at the rave, people are popping Z. Their heads are shaking side side to side. Our heroes arrive. Uh, Aldo and Gino get a shitload of guns in the back and they pass them all out to everybody. Cody wants to find Shelby. Julian's going to get Jeremy. Uh, but they tell the guys, Aldo and Gino, you can't come in here looking like that. They're going to think you're going to, the line is you'd stick out like narcs at a Sunday school picnic. (laughs) (laughs) Why would Why would you ever have a narc? First of all, Sunday school picnic? That's not a thing. It's not like every time we go to Sunday school happens in <laughs> the fucking. Some narcs. It's in the morning. It's in the church. It's you go to it after your church service, and then you go home. And if you have a meal, you're having it inside. There's no such thing as a Sunday school picnic. And if there was, why would a narc be there? <laughs> Ever. 
<sighs> Two Viking women appear. <laughs> they got caught, and then finally, and if like, you were a narc at a Sunday <laughs> school picnic, like you, if you're dressed like a narc, you just look like a fucking adult churchgoer. That's what narcs look like. You yeah, good point. Excellent point. Oh, Excellent sorry. point. Sorry. So there's two women appear in Viking costumes. Then Aldo and Gino have some costumes. For the rest of the movie, they're dressed like Viking women, like when Bugs Bunny yeah, like dresses Hilda. up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Jenny sees Jeremy in the DJ booth. <laughs> Aldo and Gino split up to look for Zeke, for Skeet. Uh, Aldo runs into the Afro zombie dude. Gino kills him. Body count. Who gives a fuck anymore about the body count? We're about to have like 60 people There's die. so many. I give yeah. up really uh, zombies are eating a rando dude. Uh, the two topless girls they stole the costumes from are there. All right, so everybody's just splitting off from everybody else to look for their significant others. Jenny's looking for Jeremy. Uh, Cody sees Shelby. A rando in the crowd gets bit. Who cares anymore? <laughs> uh, Jenny gets to the DJ booth. Julian sees her from the ground he sees her like because it's like elevated he sees her up there she's looking for her brother he drops out of the hole in the ceiling and he's a zombie he lunges at her crashes out of the window and onto the ground shit starts hitting the fan julian's shooting zombies on his way to get jenny jenny sees dead bodies everywhere julian finds her we have to find jeremy i already lost my uncle no way i'm losing you too he Mm. says to her and then she says, no way, I'm losing my brother. Jenny, you already lost him. He's one of them now. Uh, a really cool topless zombie gets in Shelby's way as she's running around. She, In my notes, she's there on Kyle, great boob zombie. <laughs> Jesus. Um, Cody is shooting into the crowd. He shoots some random dude who gets in the way. Yeah. Just like, (laughs) it's just 15 minutes of zombies biting people to rave, turning into zombies, biting other people. People get shot. Lots of people get shot in the head. The dumb fucking FBI guys have their stupid fucking Viking costumes. Yep. The music during this part of the movie is probably the best of the whole movie because, for a movie called Rave to the Grave, this is the first time, really, that they stopped playing new metal yeah. and are, are playing like some electronica tracks that feel very dated for 2005. Uh, anyways, please continue with this parade of dumb bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to skip some fucking bullshit. Uh, zombie Skeet jumps on Cody. Cody has to make a decision and he, he shoots great tits zombie instead of uh, saving Shelby, but not himself. Yeah. So sh- a skeet rips his throat out. We lost Cody. Mm-hmm. Um, not too soon. Too not late. too soon. Too late. We lost Cody too late. <laughs> <laughs> Julian and Jenny are walking through a strobe light room, which is actually pretty cool. I did like this part. There's zombies yeah. in there. Uh, and, and Julian shooting them. It actually looks pretty rad. Um, they come out and run face to face into Jeremy. Julian goes to shoot him. He runs out of bullets. So they fist fight <laughs> another zombie <laughs> fist fight. Man, the Ellery Alkayam really thinks we love a zombie fist fight between two untrained martial, non-martial artists. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, Jenny has to make a decision and she chooses to save Julian, shoots her brother. Mm-hmm. She's absolutely horrible at cry acting. <laughs> she just does, cannot get it done. It's fine. I mean, like, I, I'm sure she had great direction. Yeah. Um, a shitload of people get their heads bit. Uh, finally, Aldo and Gino call uh, for a helicopter. They, they, okay. They call for backup. The Americans have dealt with this before and know exactly what to do. Um, the helicopter arrives and oh. just starts shooting everyone. Yes. And the helicopter. <laughs> this is perhaps to me was the funniest thing in this entire movie. Not a deliberate joke. So this helicopter, because this is America, it's the United States. Remember, yeah. they're not in Romania. Right. <laughs> so the helicopter has a uh, decal on it that looks like it has been taped on that says United States of America Police. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <sighs> oh, yeah. They start shooting everybody. Then... um. Jenny and Julian jump behind a wall just as this huge missile is being shot. Kills everybody. They survive. They wake up in the rubble. They come out and see the wreckage. It's a huge crater. It looks Um, cheaper than, like, an episode of, like, a late-night syndicated sci-fi show. Right, yeah. Like, not Xena Warrior Princess because that's fantasy, but of that ilk. Like, cheaper than Stargate. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, Aldo's there. Have you seen Gino? He's lost Gino. Let's get out of here before the army comes. We cut to Tarman is still in the field with his sign. Still. Keeps coming, cutting back to him. Someone pulls over and screams. He throws the sign down and starts walking. There's a really, really long shot of him walking into the sunset. with To a weird country song. Yeah. Fade to black. And this movie's over. Credits. Okay. What the fuck happened to Gino? Where's Gino? (laughs) I figured something out. I think I know why I initially had a quasi-positive response to this movie. And it is because I've been quarantined for more than six weeks. (laughs) And there are a lot of people partying in this movie. Yeah, Uh, I mean, you are a party zombie. I... I'm a bit of a party zombie, and I think I was just like, this movie's terrible, but I would actually love to be at this rave, like, if there weren't zombies. Um, And I think that it just made me, uh, for a second, like, sort of get excited about the idea of live music and being around people and... Yeah, and now that 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 thrill has worn off, I realize (laughs) this is a profoundly terrible movie. Yeah, it's really bad. Um, I had high hopes, like I said, and it just didn't deliver on any of what I wanted from a a Return of the Living Dead movie. Oh, God. It didn't deliver Um, anything you would want from a movie. No, not much. I mean, there's a few sets of things that I enjoyed watching, but... (laughs) too bad too <laughs> really le- leaning into this uh yeah character I've yeah created. you're a real creep today. yeah a character i've created <laughs> all right um, let's do the final rundown of Return let's of do it Dead. let's do it rave to the Fucking grave do it body count who knows it's like <laughs> probably 60 that's my guess probably 
before they all get blown up, not counting everybody getting blown up. Like you see a ton of people get shot. Shelby alone shoots like five zombies in the head with her fake bow and arrow set. Yeah. Yeah. She's dressed. Oh yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. Do you want to jump uh, right into which parts of this movie have aged the worst? That's exactly where I was going because it's that <laughs> it's her native American girl, like Coachella yeah. Yeah. outfit and she's shooting <laughs> zombies with an actual bow and arrow mm-hmm. uh yeah my moment in this movie that aged the worst amongst many is when the old hippies are driving uh the zombies to the hospital the guy zombie bites the male driver of the car <laughs> And the other 40-year-old hippie goes, that's totally gay, man. <laughs> I didn't even catch that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that happened. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right, so we skipped around, but who's your favorite character, Mike? Oh, fucking hell. Okay. Um, I should really prepare for these in the future. What do you think? Yeah, I usually note them in mine, <laughs> but I didn't write a favorite character. Uh, maybe because I didn't like a single character in this movie. Yeah. No, you know what? I take it back. It's Aldo and Gino. I'll take them as a pair. I oh, loved them. God, I, was, I feel like I was real, I was really into them. <laughs> you piece of shit. They're so bad. Um, yeah. My favorite character in this movie is... This is going to sound crazy. I think it's Jeremy. I think that he is. <laughs> yeah, it does sound crazy. He, he has the most distinct look. He is the most. Here's what I'll say about Jeremy. He is the most fully conceived character in this film. Um, so many of the characters in the. That in is the, such a low bar for a good character. <laughs> Well, well, most of what all of the characters in this movie, and frankly, Necropolis, too, do, is they just make decisions based entirely on where the plot needs to move next. Yeah, they're not even archetypes. No. It's not even like, oh, you know, Becky's the stereotypical nerd, or Cody's the science guy. They just do what the plot requires of them, yeah. and that's all, like... They don't have any other defining characteristics beyond yeah, that. Yeah, Cody's supposed to be like a smart science guy, and he is also apparently just like a completely evil, bloodless drug dealer who is smart but also like never stops to consider the ramifications of distributing a drug that he's not tested at all. Right. Um, and yeah, it's just and like he loves Shelby, but then he wants to cheat on. It's just like they're all the lines these people say are just like whatever was going through the fucking hack, you know, rewriter's head in that moment. But Jeremy loves raving, and mm-hmm. he loves being a DJ, and he definitely is really excited about his rave to the grave, and he puts a lot of work into making it happen. Um, and before the zombies fuck it up, it seems like a really fun party. Um, yeah, it does. I'd like to go to that rave. Although the way the location, there's like these really low, like things coming up from the ground that I feel like a lot of people would, would trip over. Yeah. It's like, what is it there? Are they ruins or something? Yeah. They're like in these ruins. Like we never really talked about that. It looks like they're in the Coliseum or something. Yeah. It's kind of cool. It's like a shitty Romanian Coliseum. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But yeah, so anyways, I kind of dug Jeremy. I like his energy. He's real fun. Um, the voice actor who redubbed all his lines did an okay job. 
Uh, what is your favorite death in the movie? I'll say mine. Okay. It is the uh, cheerleader who accidentally gets shot. Because <laughs> <laughs> I laughed pretty hard at that. That's pretty funny. Um, my favorite death in this movie is going to be the uh, drumsticks. The drummer. Mm-hmm. I like rock music. Uh, it's a cool effect. It's real gross. Um, yeah, the drummer kills a zombie with, with his drumsticks. It was, it was pretty fun. Uh, and of course, on Kill Streak, we always like to rate our movies scariness uh, on the Carpenter scale, which is our patented scale. Uh, it ranges from zero, which would be the El- made-for-TV Elvis movie, or s- sometimes Mike argues Starman. <laughs> I think there's some scary stuff. Very scared of Starman. <laughs> uh, all the way up to a ten, which would be the thing. Uh, on the Carpenter scale, for me, I think we really got a, a made-for-TV Elvis movie. There is nothing scary in this movie whatsoever. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I don't think, uh, like, tonally, there's nothing. It's not dark. It's not moody. There's no real jump scares. Uh, there's nothing particularly nihilistic about it. It's just stupid. Um mm-hmm. Now, that's not fair to Starman, because Starman isn't stupid. Um, (laughs) Starman's great. So I'm going to say that this movie, for me, on the Carpenter scale of scares, gets a uh, Chevy Chase in Memoirs of an Invisible Man. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. Okay. Uh, Eric... The last thing we like to do when we wrap up each of these movies is a simple kind of pass-fail grade. If you were going to watch through this entire series, or if you wanted to watch the Return of the Living Dead series, but you didn't have time for all the movies, should this be one that you watch on your way through? Well, Mike, I have to say Return of the Living Dead, Rave to the Grave, for me, gets a resounding no. You can skip this one. Yeah. Um, I agree. I think that this movie is not fun to watch. Um, It is very stupid. If I was super fucked up and somebody threw this on, I might get a chuckle out of it now and then. Sure. But uh, if you, if you like this movie becomes worse when you put it in the context of belonging to this series of the return of the living dead movies. Yes, um, it does. It should have just been called like rave zombies or something. Yeah. And then I, it, would have, it would have been a little better. Yeah. It would have been like, this is a stupid movie about zombie ravers, but it's like, whatever it's, it's, it's C movie trash that like some people would enjoy consuming, but like in the context of belonging to the series, it's awful. Um, and for those of you who've been listening along, last week I gave an incomplete to uh, Return of the Living Dead Necropolis because I was uh, feeling like maybe one of these two movies would deserve to be part of the list. Uh, <laughs> and I've decided that I was wrong and that uh, I also think you shouldn't watch Necropolis either. I think that both of these movies are fucking terrible. And um, yeah, don't watch them. But like, if you really want to... Go ahead. If you're going to watch one of them, I would say watch Necropolis. But you shouldn't bother either of these. Here's the thing. Necropolis 
almost like benefits from being as confusing as it is. Yeah. This movie isn't as confusing. I think it's more, it makes more sense. Like there's a lot of parts of the plot that are really clunky unnecessarily, but it's like, I understand what happened in this movie from beginning to end. I have no lingering questions. Um, And yeah, Necropolis, like, I think due partially just to the editing and production doesn't make fucking sense. Uh, And that almost makes it more interesting uh, in a a, a sick way. Well, guys, we have one final segment here on Killstreak. We got to do something fun. (laughs) Yeah, we got to liven this up a little bit that rave we're coming down feeling depressed <laughs> yeah my my serotonin levels have bottomed out <laughs> so we've come up with a segment that we are calling chop quiz mike yeah. what is chop quiz uh chop quiz uh eric and i have used the bountiful treasures of the internet to find a couple of fun quizzes One's about zombie movies, another one's about horror movies in general. And we're going to quiz each other, and you guys at home should follow along. Uh, and maybe this will make for interesting podcast content. And if it doesn't, well, we probably won't do it again. So, well, let's see. Yeah. Um, who wants to go first? Do you want to quiz me, or should I quiz you? Uh, okay, Let's. since we're talking about Return of the Living Dead, I'll go first. Okay. Because you're going to quiz me on zombie movies. Yeah, so we got 20 questions here. Can you guess the zombie movie based on a one-sentence description? Uh, Okay. So I only very lightly vetted this quiz because I feel like it's more exciting when when we're both a little surprised. Um, Yeah. So uh, I'm going to say that you can – everything, you get one skip for each question. Okay? So I'll, I'll I'll give you the description. If you don't know, you can skip it. I'll come back to come, it. Come back to it. If you don't get it the second time, it's it's incorrect. All right. Uh, should we take turns asking, or should we just do one and then do, do the other? I think we should do your quiz and then do mine. But I don't okay. know. Well, maybe. Oh God, I don't know. Should we have planned this beforehand? I'm sorry, everybody. <sighs> We're like bickering like an old married couple. It's okay. I'll cut this part out. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I bicker. You piece of shit. I hate you. You're a fit. My son started just shouting failure in my face. (laughs) (laughs) That cuts deep. (laughs) Yeah, it does. All right. Let's get into it. Let's do your quiz. Ready? All right. Yep. Okay. So here we go. Can you pick the zombie movie according to its description? All right. First, a former UN employee goes from Philadelphia to Jerusalem and other places to find a cure. World War Z? Correct. All right. Scientist, seemingly the only human survivor, lives alone in New York City, remembered as a legend after finding cure. (laughs) Uh, I am legend. (laughs) Yeah, that seemed like a little on the nose, don't you think? Um... Most of the passengers are killed or zombified in this South Korean zombie outbreak. Oh, fuck. Oh, Train to Busan. Yes. All right. Feudal-like government in Pittsburgh is overrun by zombies. Survivors escape in an armed vehicle. Land of the dead. Correct. All right. He's four for four so far. Bennett sisters and Darcy fight zombies in 19th century England. Oh, Pride and Prejudice with Zombies. 
right, it's Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, but I'll give it to you. Okay, thanks. Okay. Uh, Havana is overtaken by zombies. A man starts a zombie-killing business with the motto, We'll kill your beloved ones. Oh, shit. I don't know. Oh, wait, wait. I don't, I've never seen this, but is it one of the dead? Yes, it is. Oh, shit. Very good. Uh, zombie outbreak in Colorado. People escape from hospital to radio station to underground bunker. Uh, Colorado. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, oh. Let's skip it. Skip it. Okay. People are surrounded by zombies in a shopping mall near Pittsburgh. Survivors then escape in a helicopter. Dawn of the Dead. Correct. Texas college kid goes to Los Angeles with some strangers during a zombie outbreak. I don't know. All right. Come back to it. People trapped in a rural farmhouse in West Pennsylvania are assaulted by zombies during the night. Night of the Living Dead. Correct. Football players and fans battle to survive an outbreak caused by infectious steroids in a stadium in France. That sounds great. I don't know. All right. Let's give it. Mechanic and his sister confront a meteor shower induced outbreak in the Australian outback. Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Shit. I can see the poster. Don't know. Okay. Students from the University of Pittsburgh are attacked by zombies and die while filming them. Footage gets published on the internet. Diary of the Dead. Correct. People use ancient Japanese fighting skills to fight zombies. Oh, um, versus? Uh, there's more to the name than that. Oh, shit. Samurai versus zombies? Ooh, good try. Ninjas versus zombies. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Umbrella Corporation commandos try to contain a zombie outbreak at a secret underground facility called The Hive. Resident Evil. Good. Electronic salesman takes refuge in the Winchester, a pub in London, during a zombie outbreak. Shaun of the Dead. Pretty good. Okay. President of the United States fights zombies, but is infected and gets himself assassinated to save the world. Whoa. I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) I think the skips we can count as failures. Okay, great. You are a failure. Uh, (laughs) Failure. (laughs) Zombie outbreak on a Caribbean island cursed by voodoo. Survivors escape only to find New York City under attack as well. Zombie. Yeah, or Zombie 2 in its Italian name. Rage virus overpowers London again after a couple of months. 28 weeks later. (laughs) People try to save their grandfathers and friends from zombies in a retirement home in the east end of London. Oh, shit. I don't know. Okay. And that is, I believe, all of them. Yeah. Okay. So here are the ones you missed. Uh, Colorado zombie outbreak. Uh, This one is called... I don't even know. Hold on. Let me figure this out. (laughs) Uh so grandfathers and friends from zombies in a retirement home is cockneys versus zombies. Okay. Uh, the soccer stadium with infectious steroids is called goal of the dead. Okay. Um, the mechanic and his sister in the Australian outback is called wormwood. That's it. Yeah. I can see like the Netflix 
poster in my head. Yeah. Uh, Japanese fighting skills. That's ninjas versus zombies, not samurais. Mm-hmm. Um, you got Resident Evil, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then President of the United States fights zombies. Abraham Lincoln versus zombies. Oh, okay. That's right. Uh, I forgot that existed. Yeah. Uh, the college, Texas college kid uh, goes across the country. Uh, oh, is it? Is it um, Zombieland? It is Zombieland. Fuck. And the very last one, the Colorado one, is the 2008 remake of Day of the Dead. Oh, okay. Never saw it. All right. Great. Well, pretty good. I'd say you got you got like a C. You got like you got about 66%. Okay. Well, let's go on to yours, which is about horror movie taglines. Um, right. Maybe I'll give you the results in real time for this okay. one. Sure. Ready? Mm-hmm. Let's do if it. Nancy doesn't wake up screaming, she won't wake up at all. Nightmare on Elm Street. Correct. Lucky 13? I think not. Is that 13 ghosts? Uh, incorrect. Is it Friday the 13th? It is. Right. <laughs> so that's... They got one. Okay. Uh, the horror is driving him crazy. See, this one is confusing because it lists all of the movies and it whittles it down. Yeah. But you can't see that. No, I can't. Is it Joyride? Um, incorrect. What about Christine? Incorrect. All right. I don't know. Let's skip it. The Shining. Oh, that's not. All right, fine. It's not very clever. <laughs> Um, in space, no one can hear you scream. Alien. Correct. Uh, who will survive and what will be left of them? Uh, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Correct. Hey. Uh, sleep, sleep, and you will be born again into a world without fear and hate. (laughs) What? What the fuck? <laughs> sleep, sleep? Sleep, sleep, and you'll be born again into a world without fear or hate. I have no idea. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Okay. They keep coming back in a bloodthirsty lust for human flesh. Dawn of the Dead? Night of the Living Dead. Oh, they keep uh, coming back. All right. The movie you've been waiting for. Without the weight. What? <laughs> How is weight spelled at the end? Uh, like standard spelling. Stand, not W-E-I-G-H-T. <laughs> nope. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's Final Destination. Let's see. Nope, it's not. All I don't right. know what it is. <laughs> From a dimension beyond the living, a terror to scare you to death. Mmm. Mmm. Hellraiser? Incorrect. Um, What's an interdimensional terror? You want some choices? Yeah. No, no. no. Let's keep going. All right. Uh, I'm going to guess, because I can see it in front of me, Uh. that it is Insidious? Nope. (laughs) 
the national number one best-selling book. Now the screen super thriller. Is that Jaws? Uh-huh. It is. Uh-huh. The night he came home. Halloween. Correct. Someone has taken their love of scary movies one step too far. Scream. Correct. Who made uh, the man who made a monster? Exclamation point. Frankenstein. That's right. Good morning. You are one day closer to the end of the world. You have been warned. I don't know. I don't know either. I ch- I didn't. <laughs> you keep the guessing screen. and getting them wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the screen's master of suspense movies. Nope. The screen's master of suspense moves his camera into the icy blackness of the unexplained. Uh, I, I mean, is that Hitchcock? I think it is. What and then his, his, his famous uh, horror movie. Well, I mean, Psycho, but that's not unexplained. Now, let's see if that's right. It is right. All right. That's a so terrible tag. I'm going to give it to you. All right. Death doesn't take no for an answer. Final destination. Correct. The blood is life. Uh, Dracula? Correct. One curse, one curse, one week to find it. The ring? Correct. Uh, we are n- the timer ran out. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. Okay. This, oh, is, this, no, this, is a... this actually this actually works better. Okay, because uh, it tells me which one's which. It should have just been like this the whole time. <laughs> yeah, pray for, and then the title of the movie. <laughs> pray for the Exorcist. Nope, Rosemary's yeah. Baby. Oh, okay. Live or die. Make your choice. Wishmaster? <laughs> nope. Saw. <laughs> Saw. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. And we got someone's taking their love of scary movies. It's that scream. The horror's driving them crazy. Is shining. Yeah, once you see them. Once. I don't know. It's going through it. Once you see them, nothing can save you. What is that? Sinister. Oh, I haven't done that one yet. Yeah, no. <laughs> I just gave it to you. This is great. This is seamless. I think that the way we set this up. <laughs> Everyone at home can tell we did our due diligence in testing yep. this beforehand. <laughs> uh, in October of 1994, three student filmmakers disappeared in the woods near Burkittsville, Maryland, while shooting a documentary. <laughs> a year later, their footage was found. Oh, oh my God. Well, that rolls right off the tongue. Is that yeah. Blair Witch Project? Yeah, that's correct. All right. Uh, take blank to the prom. I dare you. Uh carry correct you're trapped two miles underground there are many ways to lose your mind claustrophobia disorientation isolation paranoia terror the descent correct uh the blood is life we got the movie you've been waiting for without the weight was the exorcist okay that doesn't make any goddamn sense uh, it's not the house that's haunted. Um, the house on Haunted Hill? Insidious. Insidious, okay. Good morning. You're one day closer to the end of the world. You have been warned. That was from The Omen. Okay. From a dimension beyond the living, a terror to scare you to death. 
Poltergeist. And that's, that's it. You got 15 right out of 25. Oh, great. Okay, cool. That's a great segment. We're sure to repeat that. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Maybe we'll re-record it and you'll never hear this. <laughs> Who can say, really? Who can say? Well, listen, thank you guys for joining us on another episode of Kill Streak. Mike, you have some uh, business to get to. Yeah, if you guys have any questions, comments, suggestions, uh, especially for like different games we can do that aren't as clunky as uh, some of the ones we tried. <laughs> oh, uh, well, now if we delete that, this isn't going to make any sense. Yeah, well, not, we're not going to delete it. We're going to leave it in. All right, yeah, fantastic. We'll yeah, warts and all, you guys. If you mm-hmm. have any suggestions, email us at killstreakpod at gmail.com. And please like us on iTunes and leave us a review, even if it's brief. It helps us a lot get the podcast out there to new listeners. That's correct. So join us later this week. We're going to drop the mini episode where we talk about our rankings, our definitive canonical rankings of the Return of the Living Dead series. And then we'll be back next week with uh, a brand new series of movies so listen to the mini episode and you'll find out what our next series is it's a fun one uh it's spooky Mm -hmm. (laughs) it may have gotten mentioned in this very episode oh yeah 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 all right we hope you guys enjoyed uh we had some fun recording this podcast. I can't say I had much fun watching this piece of shit movie. You really but, turned tail. You like turned a one eighty on this movie. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. My, you know, my my uh, my Z high wore off over the course <laughs> of the episode. Yeah, yeah. But uh, come back later this week, and then we'll see you guys next week with a brand new movie. And as always, not Mister Stinky. That rat has a brilliant mind. <laughs>